All right, we're back. Dad bod walking around walking. Lynn's been raving on all morning and I have to interrupt, otherwise we won't get the podcast done. So if you don't know who we are or what we do, ditch the dad bod, free Facebook group. We go out walking every day and we talk about important dad bod shit. Uh, I'm Mike, Lynn's next to me. She's the smart cookie. I'm the loud prick. This is dad bod tip number 273 today. <laughs> if you missed the others, well, uh, too bad. Too bad you missed them, but this one is a cracker. Well, it's a cracker insofar as it's one that you hear me say all the time, but I don't think, because you're fucking, you're ignorant, arrogant, blunt people who go, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah, Mike, whatever, I don't think we give this one the credit that it deserves. And it, it kind of stems from something one of my mates, Rich, said this week, which is, if I fuck up my evening routine, my next day is screwed. So he said, my day doesn't start when I get out of bed in the morning. My day starts the previous night. It really resonated with me because it's something that I harp on about all the time is about get a good structured PM routine, otherwise the next day's fucked. And so today we're going to talk about what does that actually mean because if you get out of bed in the morning and your previous evening's routine hasn't been what it should be and that leads into some shit sleep, and then you get out of bed, you really are fucked because there's not much you can do when you get out of bed in the morning and you're fatigued or you're on the back foot or your cortisol's at the wrong level, all those things that we talk about. You're playing catch-up, which and that the knock-on effect before Lynn starts talking about the, the PM stuff, the knock-on effect is you get out of bed, you are fatigued, you're grumpy, you're irritable, you're anxious, you're probably stressed. You will make some shit food choices because your body will say, look, I'm stressed and I'm anxious, so give me something to appease that. So your choices are going to be out of whack. You're probably not going to be too excited about exercising. If you do get your lazy ass out there and exercise, you're probably not going to give it 100%. So then the day gets worse because you're making shit food choices, you're not exercising, your mindset's in the wrong place, and that then leads on to the next day and it becomes this knock-on effect. So let's go step it back a bit. And you've heard me say this, and Lynn's going to put the noise around it, all the information around it. When I say to you, let's have a look at your PM routine, we're talking about from sunset onwards. Now, Lynn, why is that? So there's two reasons. One is that humans are creatures of habit, um, and we respond really well from doing the same thing day in, day out, like it or not. And I'll talk in a second about the fact that often guys don't like this stuff because they perceive it as soft and princessy. Um, but it's actually one of the best things that you can do. We get very anchored to routine, so our brain looks for triggers during our evening routine to signal the fact that we're on a wind down and we're getting ready for bed and we're preparing our body and our mind for a really really good sleep um, and you know that will help mentally and, and physically the reason that sunset is the time that we need to start our evening routine is because again it all comes back to evolution um, everything I talk about comes back to evolution because our bodies have been evolving for hundreds of thousands of years and before the advent of um, you know artificial lighting so whether that was gas lights or electric lighting we're only talking about 200 years ago when that was all introduced before the advent of artificial lighting we basically lived by two things one was the sun so sunset sun went down you lost the light so you know before fire so we're going back a bit further before fire that was your only 
um, time that you could do the hunting, that you could um, you could go and do, do whatever you had to do, was during the hours of sunrise. At sunset, you were pretty much forced to stay somewhere safe because if you ventured out at night, you became prey. So humans evolved living by that sun moon cycle so the circadian rhythm and we talked about that before the second source of light that we had that allowed us to continue would have been firelight now we don't have or we don't use firelight in the same way anymore what tends to happen is people have got artificial lights or not tens everybody's got artificial lights the artificial bright lights on in your in your home and that allows us to extend our sunset until whatever time you want 10 o'clock 11 o'clock 12 o'clock one o'clock what that's doing is it's that's starting to eat into the time during which your body should be producing melatonin which is the sleep and repair hormone it's the antioxidant it's the it's the one that's going to scavenge the free radicals and it's going to fight your cortisol so the sunrise to sunset philosophy and particularly the evening routine being anchored on the sunset is all about living according to our natural body cycle of eating before the sun goes down and then preparing our body for sleep from sunset. So that's the reason we do it. All right, so that's the, that's the, the thinking behind it. And that's, yeah, it essentially means that what we're trying to do is align to what our body is naturally designed to do from our, our ancestral days. But that doesn't mean in practical terms we need to switch off all lights and go to bed at 7 o'clock at night and eat before sunset. What it means is that the more that we uh, motivate, influence, jack the body up in the evening the impact is going to happen on our sleep and our rest. So when we're talking about a PM routine, and blokes are amazing because we love routine. We love that we've got a 24-hour cycle, so it means we enjoy the same routine every night. Ladies slightly different because other things impact, but for a guy to have the same evening routine, it actually really fits well with our natural body rhythms and our natural hormones. So when I talk about an evening routine, and then we'll put some smarts around it, what I'm talking about is from the evening, from a practical evening, early evening time, from dinner onwards, we're starting to consider what we're eating, what we're drinking, what we're doing, so that we're setting ourselves up in the best possible way to be relaxed and ready for good quality and good quantity of sleep. So what you're trying to do in the evening is, basically, let's say you've had dinner, whatever time that is, six o'clock, seven o'clock is ideal. You've had your evening meal, and you're going to work backwards from the time that you're aiming to go to bed. So let's say you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. And I'll explain why that's really important in a second. So you've got then evening meal at 7 or you finish your evening meal at 7. You've got till 10 o'clock. You've got a three-hour window. Now, there's a few things that are really, really important here. Three hours is enough time for you to digest your evening meal. So we all get it. Often we're out late. We might eat late. People in Europe eat late. I've heard all of the excuses and justifications for eating late that you can throw at me. And what I can tell you is the science says, yes, you can eat at whatever time you want to. Everybody can. You can train your body to eat at whatever time you want to. However, you'll get the best performance from your body and your digestion if you leave three hours between eating and going to bed. And that's because that food is gonna empty from your stomach 
as we get older, our stomach acid actually starts to reduce. So we don't digest food as well and we don't digest it as quickly. So one of the problems as you get older is you've got food sitting in your stomach and if you go to bed too quickly, like within an hour or two hours of eating, then your body's working half the night to, to process that food. Now overnight your digestion slows significantly because your body's not meant to be doing digestion. It's meant to be repairing itself. So if you leave the job of digestion to overnight, it's probably gonna take you the whole night to process your food. That means you're not gonna be resting and repairing um, and your blood sugar will be elevated. So n neither of those are good things. So leaving three hours between dinner and bedtime allows your body to do the work of digestion. It allows you to then switch into rest and repair mode and you can go to bed and sleep and rest that's the first thing that's really important good so we touch on you know got you to touch on the sort of foods that we want to consider so the foods and drinks that we're considering in the evening meal that could impact our sleep yeah so if you're having um, a meal that's got a lot of you know refined carbohydrates or sugar so let's say you've gone out to dinner you've attacked the bread basket it never fucking happens boys don't do that <laughs> yeah sure don't bullshit me <laughs> so you've attacked the bread basket you've had a bit of a high of uh, of glucose of course you're out for dinner so you've had a dessert fuck it why wouldn't you uh, and then you've had a few <laughs> tequila shots <laughs> well you've had a few beers <laughs> And you might have finished off with, you know, a port or a, a liqueur or something like that. Cocaine and hookers. A few, few glasses of wines. <laughs> you keep that to yourself. Um, but basically you've had a, a fairly high sugar meal. So what that's done is it's, it's banged up your glucose, your blood glucose. Your body's pumped out insulin to deal with it. You've had a spike of insulin. That spike of insulin is going to really affect your sleep quality. Um, it's also going to stop you getting to sleep. It's going to affect your cortisol. Um, the insulin going up is going to take cortisol with it. So you're going to find your heart thudding. You're going to find a bit of anxiety. You're just not going to get to sleep easily. You may have had enough alcohol to send you to sleep and then you'll find your work at two, three or four in the morning, wide awake, and that's your blood sugar changing overnight. So when your blood sugar goes up and down, as it will after that sort of meal, it will disturb your sleep quite significantly. Um, if you've had a few too many drinks, you probably find yourself dehydrated in the night, so that's shit for your body. Um, and you might, if you, again, if you've had a few beers, you're peeing all night, uh, and that disturbs your sleep. So meals that are full of sugar, refined carbohydrates, alcohol and all those sort of things are going to affect your sleep massively. Even if you don't notice it, you will not be sleeping as deeply. I guarantee if you track your sleep, you will not get the same quality of sleep and your body will not repair in the same way because you've got too much shit going on. All right, so we've done the digestion, we've done the food stuff. So that's some of the, the real basics around preparing your body for a restful night, that PM routine. Let's touch on a couple of little things before we finish. Let's talk about the, the blue light syndrome. What are we going to do there? And let's talk about making sure that where we sleep and who we sleep with is the right choice because some of us sleep with some dodgy people that need to fuck off. <laughs> I'm not commenting on who you sleep with. <laughs> but, okay, so we've done the dinner, we've done the digestion. That's a big one for a lot of guys. Um, you then, there's a couple of, three things I want to talk about. One is that having the same bedtime. The reason this is important is 
basically our body responds really well to routine as i said so you're training your body you're actually training your hormones to be released at a specific time so if you go to bed at 10 o'clock every single night your body will release melatonin a few hours before and you will start to feel yourself relax towards sleep if you have bedtime that's all over the place 9.30 one night, midnight the next night, 11 o'clock the next night, your body doesn't know what the fuck's going on and you won't get consistent <laughs> release of melatonin. And you'll also have 11 o'clock is when we get a release of adrenaline, it's our second wind. So if you don't get to bed by 10 o'clock or at least say 10.30, you will get an 11 o'clock burst of adrenaline and that'll keep you awake. So all of these things affect your ability to get into a deep sleep and stay asleep for the whole night. So getting to bed at a regular time and ideally well before 11 o'clock to get the best chance of a good night's sleep every night. The other thing is blue light, you know from our podcast on circadian rhythms, blue light's morning light. So on a morning when we wake up, whether the sun is up in the sky or whether it's cloudy as fuck, you can basically get blue light into your eyes. The specialised cells in the retina of the eye pick up that blue light and that tells the body, hey, it's morning. At night, the colour of light your brain expects is or, is orange and red and that's because all we had was firelight um, moon yep it's very very dull in terms of the light quality so the moon doesn't really come into it in the past we have only have had firelight or nothing that firelight comes from ground level and it's an orange red color it has no blue or green light at all in it so if you use screens ipads mobile phones computers on an evening, what you're doing is blasting blue light at your eyes and your brain thinks it's morning and it will release cortisol and that cortisol will wake you up, it will stop melatonin being produced and you will not get a good night's rest. So again, not just putting blue light filters on, they're great, but ideally getting off the screens about one to one and a half hours before you go to bed. So if dinner's at seven, and bedtime's at 10, and it's at 10 every night, then you're getting off your screens by the latest nine o'clock. So having that evening routine, getting to the point where your body's winding down, you've given it an anchor, because it knows that you're gonna go to bed at the same time. You've got off your screens, and that lets melatonin be produced. The last thing you can do is to do something that's gonna be, you know, is gonna chill you out. It's gonna make you feel relaxed so that you can slip into a nice sleep with whoever you choose um, and not get the anxiety or the heart racing effect. So look, it sounds pathetic, but don't watch the thrillers, the, the horror movies, anything that's gonna cause you stimulation. Don't watch the deep and meaningful documentaries that require a lot of thought. Don't read the in-depth technical books that again require your brain to work as though it was morning. Do something that you find personally relaxing, whether that's a meditation, whether it's listening to an audio book, whether it's reading a novel, or just sitting and chilling. You know, a bit of Netflix, whatever. Do something that's relaxing for that last hour so again, your body and brain know 100% without doubt, this is time to rest, relax and go to sleep. 
Beautiful, a bunch of points there. Let's do a couple more because the uh, the sleep ordered bit's really quite important. So once you've got all that sorted, the evening routine, the PM routine, if you're still getting shit sleep, then you can have a good look at how you're sleeping, where you're sleeping. Is it is it well ventilated, the right temperature? Does the does the person next to you snore? Um, all those things will impact is their sounds. So it's making sure you're sleeping in the right environment for to be conducive to good sleep. Now, why is it important? Well, it's really important because you can bust your ass doing the food and movement stuff and doing the mindset stuff without good sleep your body will not repair restore and you might as well bend over and kiss your ass goodbye because you're not going to get the results you deserve i often hear guys say to me i get good sleep i go to bed at 10 i wake up at 8 or 7 whatever and i get good sleep but my challenge to you is do you actually know you get good sleep or are you making the assumption which is making the ass out of you and me the assumption that you're getting good sleep simply because you're horizontal for an acceptable period of time. So you could have a shit evening routine, you could just be horizontal for eight hours, not knowing that your sleep could be improved. So all critical things, the PM routine for dad bods is absolutely critical to reward yourself for the movement and food of the day. Make sure that you're rewarding your body and letting it repair, but also setting you up for success for the next day. Hope you enjoyed. Now, when we started this podcast, Lena, I said you'd be the uh, educated, articulate, you know, feminine sort of compare, not stepping over my loud, burping, farting, debauchery, fucking swearing words. I so. haven't got to the point of <laughs> stage. Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. So join us again, guys. Dad bod walking. All the important dad bod stuff, join the group, come and hang out and be on the journey with us. Cheers for now.